Hello, everybody, and welcome to another riveting, riveting edition of About Compilers. I guess that's the name of it, About Compilers. This is part four in, a, in, in, in the series on Miscellaneous Radio Theater 4096. And uh, I know, I know, I said in the last episode, we're done talking about the front end of a compiler. And now we're going to talk about the glorious world of code generation. Well, I've got news for you. We're still going to talk about the front end of the compiler. As a review, we'll make a nice calculator using a lexical analyzer generator called Lex and a parser generator called the Yak. Lex and the Yak are standard on Unix. And if you don't have it, chances are it'll be in your repo. The GNU versions are called Lex and Bison. Building this calculator will exercise our knowledge of lexical analysis, parsing, and synthesized attributes. Lex takes a file containing token descriptions and outputs a complete lexical analyzer that matches one token at a time from its input and returns a token number. It returns a token num- number from an API call called YYLex that is meant to be called by Yak's parser. Yak takes a file containing complete grammar and something called Bacchus Narform. Well, actually, not really Bacchus Narform exactly, but pretty darn close. I'll just call it Bacchus Nar from now on. This is pretty darn similar to the production rules we've talked about in the past. I may also refer to this as Yak Grammar. Yak, given a proper Yak Grammar file, outputs a complete parser for our language. Token description and Bacchus Nar form grammars are not the only thing these files contain, of course. Both are actually really similar in their format. We'll start with the Lex. At the start of Lex's input, we have percent open bracket, percent close bracket. In these brackets, you have C code that's pretty much copied directly at the beginning of Lex's output. And then you have macros and options, and then you have percent percent followed by percent percent. In between these percent percents, you have token descriptions and corresponding C code. At the bottom of the file, you have C, C code that's copied directly to the end of Lex's output. Okay, now for Yak's input file, at the start you have the same percent bracket, C code, percent close bracket. After that you have token names, a start symbol, that's the symbol at the top of our parse tree, and the left-right non-associative presidents of tokens. Uh, I should explain that. If you have an input source code of A plus B plus C, there's enough ambiguity in that to have multiple parse trees to describe it. That's really bad. We call this an ambiguous grammar. To resolve this conflict, we give left-right precedence to particular tokens. If a token has a left precedence, the symbol to its left gets resolved first. If it has a right precedence, the symbol to the right gets resolved first. After that, in the act file, we have the same percent percent followed by percent percent. In between the percent percents, we have Bacchus Norform grammar and its corresponding C code and or synthesized attributes. At the bottom of the file, you have C code that's copied directly to the end of Yak's output, much like uh, how it is in Lex. So let's let's uh, n- given that description, let's let's define some tokens. Calculator needs numbers, so let's have a number token. We'll call that num. The calculator still needs to do stuff. Uh, let's have operation tokens plus sub malt div. Since we're describing tokens first, we have to write a minimal yak grammar, since that's where the token names come from. I refer you to figure A in the show notes. Uh, I highly recommend you look at figure A, but if you're not looking at it, figure A looks like this. Percent open bracket, percent close bracket, percent token, num plus sub malt div, percent start line, percent percent line, colon, num, semicolon, percent percent. 
Now I know exactly what you're thinking. Sigplup, what's with start and line grammar? It's to produce a minimal file. Uh, Yak won't compile without a start symbol. And if we have a start symbol, we need some grammar, so we insert some junk grammar. Uh, let's save this whole thing to gram.y. We generate our parser like this. At the command prompt, type yak space dash d space gram dot y. What this produces is y.tab.c, which is our parser, and y.tab.h, which is a C macro definition of our tokens. Now, let's write a minimal lex token description. See figure B in the show notes. Figure B looks like this. Percent open bracket, include y.tab.h, percent close bracket, percent option, no yy wrap, percent 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 percent. Lex is a lot less picky and we don't need token descriptions to compile. Percent option, no yy wrap tells Lex that once we encounter an end of file, that's it. There's no more input. We are not going to wrap to another file. That's what yy no wrap indicates. Let's save all of this to lex.y. We generate our lexical analyzer like this. At the command prompt, type lex space lex.l. What that produces is lex.yy.c, which is the lexical analyzer. You'll notice that we've included y.tab.h in the beginning of the C code. That's how we can refer to our token macros. If you straight up try to compile our parser and lexical analyzer together, uh, like this, at the command prompt again, gcc lex.yy.c space y.tab.c, you'll find it errors out telling us that there's no main or yy error. It's pretty simple to resolve this problem. We simply put uh, main and yy error in our gram.y file at the bottom where C code gets copied to the bottom of our parser. Um, our main looks like this. Int main open paren void end paren open bracket yy parse open paren end paren semicolon close bracket. That starts our parser which drives our lexical analyzer with yylex. Our uh, function yyerror looks like this void space yyerror open paren char space asterisk s close paren open bracket printf syntax error close bracket. This gets called when our parser encounters an error or an unexpected token stream. From now on we'll just output syntax error when this happens. Now if at the command prompt we type gcc lex yy.c space y.tab.c we produce a.out. That's our calculator. Well not yet, first we need to describe our tokens. Lex as a token description language is pretty easy to pick up. Whatever upper character you type is directly matched with the exception of some rule characters like asterisk. Um, um, R asterisk matches zero or more R's for instance. You can also nest these rules with parens and have brackets to uh, describe character classes like open bracket, zero through nine, close bracket. Since our main token is number, let's describe that first. Take a look at figure C. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say figure C. Just take a look at figure C seriously, because it's a log one. <laughs> zero or one followed by one or more zero through nines, or zero or more zero through nines followed by dot or one 
or more, 0 through 9s. There's some redundancy there, so let's replace 0 through 9s with macro D. So now our Lex input file looks something like figure D. You can see we've added brackets, that's where our corresponding C code goes, and that's what gets run once our description is matched. There are two ways Lexical Analyzer communicates with the parser. One is by returning a token number. The other through is through a value or a union or a structure. Uh, for example, we're going to say it communicates through a value. <laughs> this value is stored in a variable called yyalval and gets defined in our gram.y file by a C macro define yys type. We'll define this as a float. The way the lexical analyzer communicates with this corresponding C code is through a character array called yytext. Yytext contains the actual text of the matching string. Given all of this, the C code inserted into the brackets looks something like this. Scan, open paren, yytext, comma, uh, quotes, percent f, end quotes, comma, um, address of yyalval, end paren, semicolon, return num. This converts yytext into a floating point number using uh, the scanf in libc and it stores it in yylval and returns the token number num. Our complete lex.l file looks like figure E. Notice that sometimes we return characters. That's because the token number is just an integer. Uh, that can be really anything we want. Um, characters uh, works just fine for token numbers. So now let's complete our gram.y file. Most of this is already there. We just need to define left associativity to the operators as not to create an ambiguous grammar. We do this with percent left plus mult sub divide. Then we define line as producing expression plus new line. Line, colon, expression, new line, open bracket, close bracket. Notice the brackets. This is where the C code or synthesized attributes go. Then we define expression as producing all manner of things. First thing it produces is num. You can also produce expression, multiply or plus or subtract or divide expression. Lastly, so we can have nested expressions, it also produces open paren, expression, close paren. Now we complete the grammar, which looks like figure F. I'm not going to say figure F, just need, need to look at figure F. Now to fill the brackets. This is where yyalval comes in. Each symbol in a production rule has a value associated with it. This value is referenced by dollar sign and some number. This number is the symbol number from left to right in the production rule. If a symbol is a terminal, that number is gotten from its yyalval. If it's a non-terminal, it's gotten from the previous rule declarations through dollar sign dollar sign. For example, take the production rule expression produces num. Number is of course a terminal, so its yyalval is referenced by dollar one. What expression is is referenced by dollar sign dollar sign. So an expression produces num, our synthesized attribute is dollar sign dollar sign equals dollar sign one. If we follow these rules for every production run where expression produces, we get figure G. Our last production rule is line produces expression new line. If in our parsing we come to this rule, we're pretty much finished with all computation. So 
uh, the point of this line is to print out the final product, C figure F. And that is our complete calculator. To compile this whole thing, do at the, at the command prompt, yak space dash d gram dot y uh, return lex space lex dot l return gcc space dash o calc space lex dot yy dot c space y dot tab dot c return. This um, compiles our calculator. To perform calculations, echo them into standard in of the program calc, which we just generated. For instance, echo, um, echo quote one plus two pipe calc. And there you go. And that's it. That's our calculator. Thanks for listening, everyone. In the next episode, we're going to talk about the back end of a compiler. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com. All binref projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.